You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzarolo. And this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. So today I wanted to talk about setting money boundaries. So I wasn't going to record a podcast this week because we, here where I am on the Gold Coast in Queensland, are in the middle of uh, unprecedented flooding. I'm very safe where I am, so I'm not in the middle of any of the flooding. But it just felt like a bit of an icky time to be worrying about putting podcasts out and things like that. But then I started thinking about all of the businesses that need to keep going and that after all of the cleanup is done, they may be looking at reassessing things. And I wanted to, I guess, just do a podcast that might in some way help people move forward. Uh, And the topic that I thought about and is what I'm talking about today is setting money boundaries. So for those businesses that are in the middle of recovery and cleanup or will be in the next little while, being able to set some future boundaries so they can set themselves up for success and move forward and make sure that they're not, I guess, doing too much of things that don't serve their business Uh, This is a topic for for those people and for anyone really who is letting their clients set or break some money boundaries or they feel like they don't, if that's you, if you feel like you don't have any money boundaries in place, it might be the time to start thinking about it. So let's get into the episode. So what I'm talking about is three areas of setting money boundaries. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the type of work that you're doing and the cost of it and the hours that you're working to deliver that. Uh, I also want to talk about setting expectations from the beginning with your clients and then also what you're getting paid for the work that you do and how you're getting paid for it. So a couple of things to, as a reminder, about setting boundaries. So the first one is to really just make them crystal clear. So if you don't have any money boundaries and you're going to put some in place, they really need to be crystal clear for you and for your clients. They need to be repeated constantly, particularly if they're being broken, you need to come back to those boundaries and just remind people, you know, what they are, your clients of what they are. Advertise them everywhere. So have them on your website, talk about them on your social media, have them in your terms and conditions, be very clear about what they are. There's, there's no question about what they are for you and your business. And the most important one is stick to them. If you constantly allow clients to break your money boundaries, then they'll just keep doing it. So it's important to stick to them, whatever they are. And they are different for every business. You're going to have to think about this and think about what's important to you and what you're willing to do and not do. Okay, so let's talk about the type of work, the cost of the work you're doing in the hours. The most obvious thing is for the type of work that you're doing and what you're providing, whether it's a product or a service, be clear on what you provide and what you're willing to provide. So as an example, as a bookkeeper, I'm in people's businesses and I can very easily get pulled into lots of different areas of the business. Some of them I'm willing to do, 
So recruitment, as an example, is one of those. I like to make sure that people are recruiting properly and efficiently and getting the right people that serve them from the beginning and don't cost them money in the long run. So that to me is an, a nice clear alignment with my bookkeeping and also it's something I did for 20 years in a corporate career so I'm very comfortable with it. So I'm willing to do that. Uh, what I'm not willing to do is let's say admin and filing and things. Admin and filing, I had a client ring recently and say a new client say that they were looking for someone to do myob and someone to come in for eight hours a day and do bookkeeping, but also help with the filing and things like that. That's just not a service I provide. Number one, I don't do my job, so I only do work with zero clients in my bookkeeping business. And so that already is, I'm very clear on what I provide, I only provide zero. And so I was already able to say, that's not something that I can work with. And then again, also going to someone's office and working in their office for eight hours uh, and also doing filing and things. Again, they're just not services that I provide. I work from home. I do most of my work remotely. I have a couple of clients that I go and see and I'm happy to do that. But again, it's a case by case basis. What works for me? and in turn what you decide works for you and what you're willing to provide. And don't go outside of that unless you're comfortable going outside of that and if it's a, a skill set and it's something you enjoy doing. Scope creep is something that we're, that uh, is a term used in the project management industry. So scope creep just really means that you're doing things that are outside the scope of what you're meant to be doing. So what that client's paying you for that's what you're doing. Anything above and beyond that, you're either going to say no to or you're going to charge for it. And you may charge a different fee if it's a if it's a skill that you know is a, a higher fee than the type of thing you've been asked to do and, and that you've agreed to do. So don't do everything for everyone. Be clear on your pricing. So don't discount just because you feel bad or you haven't quite worked on your money mindset and you always feel like you you don't deserve what you're charging. Be very comfortable with what you're charging. Trust your skills and what you bring to the table and you know what you're charging is your charge rate. So discount only if the numbers make sense. So for example, for future business opportunities or for a volume business where you're getting a lot of hours, you may choose to discount your rate. Or if it's a true goodwill gesture. So you're doing something for someone for a particular reason, whether it's charity or someone who's having a hard time, etc. But what you discount, generally you don't get back. So particularly if you're discounting a particular client's work for no reason other than because you feel bad, and you're turning away other clients that you could have got that high rate for. Those types of things lead to resentment around money and around delivering a service for a reduced rate and you really don't want to be in that situation. So the other thing around that is the hours of work. So people think that small business owners like us are available at all hours of the day but they, yet they would respect a large business so they're not going to turn up at Kmart or a printer down the road and bang on their doors at seven o'clock at night because they're not open. So we need to work on this ourselves with our clients and really be clear on what your availability is. Don't sway from it unless it's an emergency for that client that you're willing to be part of helping solve something that you feel has to be done now and can't wait till tomorrow and you really need to help that client and you're willing to help that client out of hours. Otherwise, we have voicemail, we have emails, and we can respond to things the next day. So make your availability very clear to your clients and then stick to it. So that's the type of work, cost and hours section. 
I want to then move now into talking about setting expectations from the beginning. I was thinking about this today and what I do in my business. I, I don't chase bills. I don't have to. I've trained my clients to pay me on time and they do and they continue to do it and I never really have any problems and that's one side of my business that I just don't even need to worry about. I don't need to have a collections area. I don't need to uh, be chasing clients and feeling bad all the time about chasing up money. It just comes because I've trained my clients on how I need to be paid. So don't accept ongoing bad payers. I've got rid of clients before because they just haven't been able to stick to paying my invoices on time basically and it's just not something that I'm willing to do because I don't want to be a collections agent that's not what I'm in business for so if you've got clients that are just continually bad payers you either need to work with them and get them paying when you want them to pay and there are a couple of ways you can do that or you're just letting them go and saying it's just it's not working for you so changing the how, how they pay can be one way of doing that. So for example, taking upfront payments. So if you work on an hourly rate and you provide a service, then you might sell your service in blocks of 10 hours if they're a regular client that's regularly doing that or whatever the you know the variety may be so or the breakdown may be so it might be uh, four hours ahead of time or four hours a fortnight or whatever that may be but they're paying up front for that service and then you do the work once that payment started or taking deposits if that's relevant to your business um, and splitting up the payments over time rather than you know having an invoice at the end or that sort of thing depending on again whether you're a product or a service-based business and how that all breaks down and how you invoice or charge your clients the other thing I wanted to mention as part of this is payment terms. So if you're a service like a coaching business, etc., or a, a product that you're selling like a large, you know, sort of fee course and you're providing payment plans, you really need to think about whether that works for you, particularly if you're spending a lot of time chasing money when people's things default or whether people just stop paying but you've already given them access to whatever it is you're selling so really have a think about that if it's a problem in your business no payment no service or product so if people are on payment plans make sure you've got a way of cutting off that service or that product if a payment hasn't gone through and reactivating it when the payment does go through and also just having clear terms of purchase or terms and conditions on your website talk about those terms of purchase remind your clients if they stray from them so if your payment terms are 14 days or seven days and your clients are continually just paying whenever they want to pay then talk to them about it remind them your payment terms are this this is when it's due having automated reminders on things like zero etc is fantastic but people can easily just ignore dismiss delete emails having an actual conversation with your clients puts them in a position where they really need to think about it and that it's an actual real issue and a problem for you and uh, hopefully that will fix the problem or make it clear that they just don't respect your service and your business and then you might think about what you want to do from there so definitely having legal terms that are enforceable is really important whether you're a service or a product-based business you need to look into getting some legal terms and conditions and contracts if that's applicable to you to cover off what it is that you're doing if you don't have them then you know if it ever gets to the point where you've got issues collecting money then you're going to be in a situation where you may not be able to collect that money if you don't have very legal 
conditions and terms in place. The other thing I wanted to mention is you are the owner of the business and you set the terms of the business. So if you want to have zero payment term days, if you want to have zero payment plans and it's all up front, if you want to have deposits, if you want to have a split payment system, if you want to have a 14 day payment terms, it's your business, you are the one providing the service and you should be dictating what those terms and conditions are. Don't just go with the majority or what everyone else around you is doing. If that doesn't work for you, you set those terms. So that moves us nicely into the last point, which is paying you for your work. So invoicing, as we mentioned before, setting expectations and making sure clients are paying you by the due date. If it's a problem in your business, then your due date maybe needs to turn to payable upon receipt of the invoice. There's absolutely no reason. I've changed my terms now so that my terms are all payable on receipt of invoice for my bookkeeping business. I used to have, I think, 14-day terms and I changed it to seven and then I've just scrapped the whole thing and basically just said, I've delivered the service now and it's time for you to pay. And here's the invoice and here's how much you owe me. It's, it's up to you what those payment terms are. So please set your own and whatever works for you. Don't just go with 7 or 14 days or 30 days just because you feel like everyone else needs to do that. It's your business. Setting how much you charge is also your business. Now there's lots of information out there about money mindset and you know setting prices that you feel like you deserve, making sure you feel comfortable and you sit well in your pricing. Denise Duffield Thomas does a lot of work around this. She's a great one to follow and go and have a look at some of her blogs and things on this topic. But ultimately you've got to be comfortable with your charge rates and you've got to deliver the service that you are charging for so it goes both ways so that your clients don't feel like they're being you know taken for a ride and getting charged too much money so you've got to deliver what you're charging for but you've got to be comfortable with it don't undercharge yourself also you know consider looking at your rates every six to twelve months more often if you're running out of days of the week to deliver what you're delivering you might need to put your rates up so that you can still deliver to the quality and the level that you want to in you know enough hours in the week that you're not doing 70 80 hours a week and you know you may even consider setting overdue charge rates people do that quite commonly the banks are fantastic for it you know if your clients are constantly paying you late and you don't feel like any of those other suggestions i've offered would work then put some overdue charges in place, charge some interest or a set late fee, etc. So big business does this. Why are we as small business owners not considering these things? It is more important to us as small business owners to get our bills paid on time and our invoices to collect the money for what we're delivering, whether it's a product or a service. And if that's not being done, then that costs us money and therefore that should be charged on to your clients if it's appropriate for your business. So things to consider, but that is the podcast today on setting boundaries or setting money boundaries. There is a section in my book, Mr. and Mrs. Business, which is for women who are in business with their partner. It's available on my website and there's a whole section in there on setting money boundaries and a little exercise in there as well that goes through different boundaries in general. So money is just one of them. So that's it from me. That's the end of the podcast for today, a short and sharp one. I hope there was something in there that was useful for you. Setting money boundaries is obviously really important to keep cash flow coming through your business. 
send me an email if you want to to let me know how you've gone with any of this if you've implemented anything i would love to hear from you sonia at blossomingbusiness.com.au take care and i will talk to you on the next episode bye for now inspired to take action head on over to our website blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources you've been listening to the her money her business podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes and leave us a review i'm sonia belzarolo and until next time keep striving to make finance fun and money matter